0: Everyone, welcome to Terror Talk. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. (laughs) As the title suggests, we are going to talk about our highly rated, at least personally, horror movies of 2022. What were our favorite ones that we saw? Now, of course, neither one of us saw all the movies. No. And also, these are just our opinions. So if you disagree, please tell us, but you know, be respectful. It's just an opinion. Yeah, calm down. Mm, really? Okay, so I think you have a little merch. I just something. really want to
1: bring this up because okay. I'm so impressed and I wish Los Angeles had this. Nice. And I might have to go or we need to go to Chicago just for this. Yes, ma'am. There is a coffee shop called The Brood. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a horror-themed coffee shop. Mm. And it's in Avondale, which is in the Chicago area, and it's named The Brood, like B R E W. But it's actually named after David Cronenberg's The Brood, B-R-O-O-D. Um, it has an adjoining record store. Wow! And when you go in there, and they will do... I went onto their website, and you can actually sign up... Um, and I think like every weekend they'll show horror movies at the coffee shop and nice. you get, and then there's this adjoining record store only places like Chicago and Portland do this kind of stuff. Amazing. Cause you and I have always talked about yeah. having our thing, but it's all horror film or all horror themes. So if you go on, and look at like their mugs, their shirts. Mm-hmm. You go in, it's
0: all like everything up on the wall is like old school horror. It is amazing. So, it's in a
1: coffee shop. I was gonna say it's like
0: it's like uh, Alamo Draft House only on steroids. So like they got cool. all the things. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's attached to Brickabrack Records near corner of North Milwaukee and Kimball Avenues. If Gotta you're go. out there. Please, if anyone who listens has been there, I'd love to know what it's like because I'm just looking at pictures and I've got
0: FOMO. <laughs> that sounds so fun. I wish we were independently wealthy and could just go. Let's Any get in our private it? terror talk jet, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> well. That looks like a big spider. Right? Make us that money with this next segment that we like to call mm. oh, the Facts really
1: piercing (laughs) so bad (laughs) and she was so off the beat i i know get her out of here man fired all right um let's see okay number one (laughs) some of your lunch since we're in the winter the dead of winter a single snowstorm can drop how much weight in snow
0: oh the weight (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay
1: what famous director's grandmother Attempted to exorcise him as a child. Oh, I'm going to give you three. A, William Friedkin. B, Guillermo del Toro. Or C, Lucio Fulci.
0: Got it. All right. I got a one in three chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay.
1: Number three. Eli Roth, who played the bear Jew in the film Inglorious Bastards, to psych himself up into an insane headspace, he'd listen to the music of Blank to get his psycho place. I'm going to give you three. One, the music of Glee. Two, the music of Hannah Montana.
0: <laughs> or three,
1: the music of the Doodle Bops. <laughs> okay. Got it. <laughs> Number four. At what age are you considered in the active phase of dying? Cool. Cool. And number five, the, I, I must have been on a dark, like, <laughs> death and the head psycho. Can, I mean, I'm almost looking at myself going, "Yeah, the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> the head can be twisted around how many times before it comes off? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I look back at these questions and I go, <laughs> what? Where were you
0: in your rabbit hole? And I think it's funny, which is even part of the twistedness, probably. I don't know. Thank you for that. I think <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Let's talk movies. You wanna you wanna start with one of your? Oh, I want to give the disclaimer that uh, for me, horror movies include sci-fi movies. Sure. They also include uh, thriller movies. So, just FYI.
1: <laughs> okay, this one I actually watched recently and this one was right up my alley. It's a movie called a wounded fawn and it's about, it's directed by Travis Stevens. I believe it was a film festival movie. I have to find which film festival was in it. It, it, it is people are going to love this or they are going to hate it. There is no in between. Love that. A serial killer brings on unsuspecting new victim on a weekend getaway to add another body to his ever growing count. She's buying into his faux charms and he's eagerly lusting for blood. What could possibly go wrong? So there's a lot, I I looked, I sort of went down the rabbit hole of reviews on this film because I'm like, am I, why am I liking this? This is really (laughs) fucking bizarre. And then I started to type in, I wonder if people have compared it to Giallo and that's exactly what it was. And I'm like, well, no wonder. <laughs> um, so there's an article out that reviews it and they talk about how it actually begins as a slasher bathed in giallo, splatters evokes everything from Sam Raimi to Stanley Kubrick to a bunch of different movies like Werewolves. It's the lead actor, Josh Rubin, director of Scare Me and Werewolves Within. He's really great. Mm-hmm. And there's a really strange artistic giallo flare to this. Yeah. And it is super twisted and dark and I for from the music, they even have the soundtrack on I went as far as to see if I could find the soundtrack, which is on Amazon Music. It's executed so well that you are in this really fucked up eerie dark place for like an hour and a half. But the movie is really about revenge, misogyny, see that. all of these things. But even as a standalone
0: horror film, even taking those political elements out of it, you
1: just feel like you're on a trip.
0: Right, right. I can see the pictures are very kind of giallo, like you said. Yeah. And uh, the misogyny and the psycho-murdering women. and mean, here's uh,
1: this beast and this voice within, like we've talked about when talking about BTK. Yeah. All of that is just put into a physical form in this movie. Like his voice is this entity that he sees. Oh, interesting. Which comes in this form of like this female bird every time his body's telling him to kill. So, so much giallo. I...
0: Wow. It I've, even says there's a statue they're representing feminine rage.
1: Yeah, it it's really <laughs> fucking bizarre, so but the it's creepy. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and
0: the, it does sound like it's right up your alley, and it was at the Tribeca Film Festival. Tribeca, thank you.
1: Yeah, it, uh, it, it quickly became a bizarre favorite. Awesome. Yeah.
0: The first film I'm just going to quickly mention is Everything Everywhere All at Once. It's a sci-fi movie, and... Mm. An aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure in which she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led. This is an excellent film. If you haven't seen this film, a lot of people have seen this film, but if you haven't seen it, I mean, the tagline is the universe is so much bigger than you realize. The effects in this, if you have any inkling towards amazing visual effects the effects are amazing. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis has a cameo mm-hmm. where she's hilarious.
1: <laughs> one I have yet to see, but I've heard from everyone who has seen it that it's one of the best they've seen.
0: It is. Like, I mean, if it doesn't get awards or whatever the hell you're supposed to get to make more money when you make the next movie, <laughs> then it that would be so silly. I, I'm not I mean, it came out in April, I think, and I saw it in the movie theater. <sighs> mhm. It was really good. It's superb. Great. So I just have to make sure. Four out of five. Mm. Because I don't give movies five out of five unless there's some kind of... Uh, I mean, like I talked about with books last week, it's like, it's usually... N- also nostalgia, also something personal. So it's rare that a new movie would get 5 out of 5 for me. So 4 out of 5 is as as far as you can get on my scale. Because 5 out of 5 has has that extra layer of like, those are the movies that might be trash, but I watch them over and over and over again because they speak to something in me specifically. I get that. So this movie, if I, in 5 years, I'm watching it for the 10th time or something, then it becomes a five out of five. See what I'm saying? It's a little different. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. okay. Fair What's, enough. What you got? I really liked the movie Glorious. Mm-hmm. I was a fan of this
1: one. And it another one that sort of surprised me that I liked it as much as it did. So yeah, this is
0: it was surprising.
1: Um stars Ryan Quanton, who basically carries the whole movie with a voiceover by J.K. Simmons, who plays, you know, this, they're both so so good in this. So after a breakup, Wes ends up at a remote rest stop. He finds himself locked inside the bathroom with a mysterious figure speaking from an adjacent stall. Soon Wes realizes he is involved in a situation more terrible than he could imagine. The whole film has one set, and it's a rest stop and the major ninety-nine percent of the film is inside this bathroom that just gets completely annihilated. And everyone on Discord knows that, like, if there's anything that filthy in a house, I can't imagine I can't believe he was able to like lie down on the floor in this <laughs> disgusting bathroom.
0: He just does. I don't know.
1: What I appreciate so much about this film though is it really is about inner torment. Yeah. And and it, it I don't want to give too much away because I really think people should see if they haven't. Mm-hmm. But the the demi that is playing by J.K. Simmons and this really just sort of I think represents a, a conscience of his mm-hmm. and he's basically stuck in his own self after realizing who he is or who he's become and how that person destroyed his life and living with regret and living with all of these things um, that ends up personifying itself in this bathroom. It's really, really a very different, film I, I went into it going yeah, I'll just give it a shot and came out of it on the other going on the other end going this was much more profound than I expected it to be mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it it's it's a, actually a hard movie to watch because once you realize what it's about and what he's fighting it gets it, yeah it sinks you into sort it, of a deeper emotion it does mm-hmm. yeah which I also appreciated because he is an anti-hero in the sense that you like love him and
0: hate him at mm-hmm. the same time we watch a lot of the shutter originals that drop at least I try to research the ones that look like they might be better than the average bear, because not all the Shutter originals are good. Right. And, you know, sometimes we watch them and they're stinkers. You just can't really tell. But this was one I had a lot of high hopes for when I scheduled it in the Discord. I don't remember if you watched it with us or no, if you I watched watch it on my own. own. Mm-hmm. I think but I watched it maybe before the Discord. We watched it together in the Discord and, and it was it was popular. I think I gave it like a three out of five, three, 3.5, which means like better than the average bear. I really liked it. I, I agree. One of my other four out of fives is Hatching 2022 directed by Hannah Bergholm. A young gymnast who tries desperately to please her demanding mother discovers a strange egg. She hides it and keeps it warm, but when it hatches, what emerges shocks them all. Horror films with creatures are some of my very favorite. The practical and special effects in this are awesome and super fun. With a suffocating, narcissistic, and controlling mother, aids in the birth of a monster in this fascinating body horror film. So it's got body horror, which I like. It's got creatures, which I like. It's got a narcissistic, awful mother that you get to hate. It presents like a meditation on what can happen when perfection is an obsession. So you might imagine when you've got kind of ballet involved, mm-hmm. <laughs> that or gymnast, I'm sorry, ballet gymnastics, whatever it is, you've got that thing. But what I really liked about this is that yes, you've got this deeper kind of interpersonal thing. And then what happens with the creature and with what happens with this egg and how it unfolds is speaking to the theme. You know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's what makes great movies, right? It's like, any great filmmaker what what's happening with the horror is speaking and giving life to whatever theme they're trying to explicate and hatching i first saw at sundance last year even though we were online i still attended and watched a bunch of movies and this was one of them and so i could not wait for it to come to streaming and so now it's on streaming often the movies i see at sundance don't come out for a year or whatever so i just wait and wait and wait to see it again so then i watched it again in our Discord, and I just, I still love it. Nice. So, yep. Very good. I think you and I probably, I'm assuming,
1: have this on our shared list, but maybe not. I have barbarian on here. I do too. And fuck it. Let's talk about it. Cause it's fantastic. So dra- traveling to Detroit for a job interview, a young woman books, a rental home. She arrives late at night to find that the house is double booked and a strange man is already staying there against her better judgment. She decides to spend the evening, but soon discovers that there's a lot more to fear than unexpected house guest. Talk about a ride. <laughs> it yeah. starts as one film. It ends up a different film great performances, lots of suspense. It takes you on a complete ride. It was super unique. I loved everything about this movie. I don't think I have anything really critical to say about it.
0: No, I give it a four out of five, which means I don't really, you know, I'm not going to get nitpicky about no movies that I just enjoy. Like if if it's a lower score then i'm going to start to pick out things that i feel like could be better and i just i really enjoyed this film one of our patrons 452 i saw in the server a couple of weeks ago popped in and said i just watched barbarian what the fuck did i just watch like he was so <laughs> he was so beside himself he's like i'm not saying it wasn't good it was really good but what the fuck did i just watch? yeah it's bizarre so it's one of those movies but man it's really good so yes, and you can tell we're being vague. That's yeah. intentional. Just see it. Uh, I also put uh, "Scream 2022" on on the list. So that I one's don't know. On mine too. Okay, great. So let's talk about it. Nothing really tops the original, but you know the kills are great in this. The third act, like humor, uh, the extended back and forth of violence that happens in this movie, I really like. There's like these really extended violent scenes, (laughs) like in the first one, only more. Like, I think this is just a solid film. If you haven't seen Scream 2022 and you loved the original Scream, it it really serves the franchise very well. I agree. Okay, cool. I'm going to add to another franchise movie. I really liked Prey. Me too. That's on my, one of my lists. Yeah, um,
1: And that one, we, I know I watched that one with you praise a 2022 American science fiction action film in the predator franchise. It is the fifth installment and is the prequel to the first four films being set in the Northern great plains in 1719. I just thought they were so intentional. I think you had even said this on discord when we were chatting how they intentionally made the predator, not quite as sophisticated because you know, he, Cause it's a prequel. It's a prequel. And, first time to earth and all this stuff. I yeah. mean, it was like, and just the fight scenes and her character was so well developed and you're really rooting for her. I just, it was a, it was really fun.
0: Yeah. It's a, it was a three out of five for me, three, 3.5 out of five for me. So it's not in my top like seven or whatever, but it's in my list of the ones right under it with like glorious and pray and Pearl and X, those two movies yeah. with Mia Goth. Uh, were, yeah, those are great. You know, those I, I really enjoyed those two movies. So those are sort of in that camp. I also, uh, Slashback is also in that. Oh, camp that's a great one too. So Slashback and yeah. Prey are both dealing with you know Inuit cultures, um, mm-hmm. American Indians or Canadian Indians with Slashback. Mm-hmm. Canadian. I don't think they call them Canadian Indians. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian Indians. Yeah, no, that's not what No Slash called.
1: Pack it was so good. The we Inuit, talked about that a couple weeks yeah, ago. The
0: Inuit culture in Canada. But yeah, so those are all sort of in my three point fives. But I did oh. want to mention another up there in the four point fives, like up there in my top, top movies, is Smile. I have that. Great. So smile, I gave a four out of five. After witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. Again, another movie, you know, if you haven't seen it, please go see it. It's, it's not your happy fun times. No. No. It's a great flick. We've talked about it on the show. You know, if you want to know more about it, search, search our shows, the World smile. It's right in the title. This is one we could certainly use as a full show topic, but we have not done that. And, and maybe it will go with some other films and we could do, because it really has solid horror elements. You know, the sound design, the acting, the shot choices are just all feed into the unsettling feeling that you get in this movie it's trigger warnings for suicide basically the whole plot is about suicide witnessing suicide the trauma that can come from that being suicidal is all in there but there's also these horror elements that are more metaphoric so you are getting craft in there it's not a totally blunt object i believe i gave a warning for there's you know one animal death kathy did too when she talked about this movie Uh, but we felt it served the plot
1: it did it was devastating and it really made sense it, the, it they were deliberate about it and it it wasn't just this irrelevant
0: no it was shock definitely served the plot and they didn't you know it wasn't gratuitous at all yeah just sad just well yes
1: always I'll just mention I won't go into a lot of depth because most people probably know what these are but the I have three more on here that I just really enjoyed this year yeah black phone. I really loved.
0: Great flick.
1: Nope. Great Great film.
0: And I really liked the new Hellraiser. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We've talked about all those films and, uh, hmm. Those are all solid, solid choices. In fact, I will see Nope again. I will see the black phone again. I watched Hellraiser twice. There you go. (laughs) Back to back. Another movie I wanted to mention, I, I also have a couple ones besides, you know, I threw out Pearl and X and Slashback and you mentioned Prey. There's a couple that I wanted to mention, to mi- just like the honorable mentions, the 3.5-ers that didn't quite make the four stars, but, mm-hmm. but they're up there. Fresh. I don't know if I saw that. Fresh follows Noah, who meets the alluring Steve at a grocery store and given her frustration with dating apps, takes a chance and gives him her number and it goes from there. Okay. This is a this is a good movie. It's surprisingly good. You go into it like, "Oh, cool, another one of these movies." And I won't spoil what that is. I'm sure you can read online, but but the performances are good and it's very solid. And you sort of come out of it saying like, okay, so that wasn't as predictable or wasn't as bad as okay. one would think, you know, it could, it comes off like it could be really derivative, but it's really good. The other one was Moloch. I also gave a 3.5. This was like a creepy curses movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Betric lives on the edge of a bog in the Netherlands when she and her family are attacked by a stranger one night. Beatrix sets out to find an explanation. She discovers that something is chasing her. This is creepy, dark, curse stuff, and I enjoyed it. I also enjoyed Virus 32, which was the only found footage that made it to my list, and I do watch, uh, this year I should say, I watched a fair amount of found footage, far more than I ever have before in my life, mm-hmm. that's for sure a rapid spreading virus which transforms people into intelligent, ultra violent, extra fast zombie hunters. After each wave of attack by the monsters, they're left incapacitated for 32 seconds while they recover their strength. This was was really brutal and really creepy, but very unexpected. So if you can imagine what I just described where you've got a bunch of zombies, but after each wave of the attack, they're left incapacitated so you have 32 seconds oh shit to walk amongst them to get to a place so if you imagine people in a found footage walking amongst (laughs) amongst sleeping zombies they're literally standing with like their heads up or whatever can they run you can do anything they're they're not you just have 32 seconds you have 32 seconds before the next wave that's cool I like, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool thing. It, uh, it worked out really well in my opinion. So yeah, that's about all I got, I guess. I'm gonna leave you, leave us with a quote. I
1: know we still have to do horror facts, but I'll leave Mm you the quote that Jenna Ortega just said on Jimmy Fallon when she was on. She said, I don't know what it is about having blood thrown on your face, but it really is so therapeutic. (laughs)
0: And I feel like that's something you and I would say. Oh, so. oh for sure. I We'd be that like, was really cute. We would probably do it and then say, yeah. it's really surprising. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels so good. I mean, I agree with you, Hellraiser. I agree. Um, there were some other movies like uh, that movie, Piggy. I, I spoke about Oh, yeah, recently. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And Satan's Slaves, the, mm-hmm. the second, the sequel. I mean, there were a lot of good movies, but. I'm gonna throw in Christmas, bloody Christmas. I mean, it's on my. I have a list of like the three out of five stars that were real solid, and so also I'm on Letterboxd. If you guys are on Letterboxd, I log. Every movie I see on there, like every movie, just like a lot of your, you know, favorite horror YouTubers or whatever, I log all the movies and I give them star ratings and I write some little tiny reviews on there, including the true crime stuff we watch and all that. So again, it's Shannon Cherie on the letterbox.com app. So you can get a sense of that if you, got, if you guys are curious. Kathy and I often watch the same movies, but not always. Right. So... Have to tune into the show for all that. But you know what? <laughs> now I'm gonna play it again. Fox, go! <laughs> I just I don't know. I felt like hearing that again.
1: That's all, I'll give it to you. Anytime you want to play that little ditty, I'll sing it.
0: She's gonna give it to me anytime I want.
1: A single snowstorm can drop how
0: much weight in snow? Two hundred and thirty two pounds. 39 million tons. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) I was thinking like just on my house, but obviously that would be that'd crush your house.
1: That'd be like, you know, what? 390,000 elephants or something. I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing that math right. I
0: know. I obviously wasn't thinking on your house. It
1: just, they would just really come right through the roof. Number two, what famous director's grandmother attempted to exorcise him as a child? Friedkin, Del Toro, or Fulci? Del Toro. Yep. Catholic baby.
0: And it just makes sense culturally, too.
1: Yeah. Number three. Eli Roth, who played the bear Jew in the film *Inglorious Bastards, to psych himself up into an insane headspace, he'd listen to the music of Glee, Hannah Montana, or the Doodle Bops to get in his psycho place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hannah Montana. Yep. Oh! <gasps> Oh, those are guesses. I just, uh, that makes sense to me. That would make me psychotic.
1: Number four, at what age are you considered in the active phase of dying? 35. 28. And it's based on the fact that you're no longer replacing cells as effectively. Right. In your body. I don't know what you're talking about. I have all my cells. <laughs> yes, and hopefully they stay because you're not making as many anymore. <laughs>
0: God damn it. Number five. Can I have a cell infusion? Yeah, I think, I'm sure. I think that's what all the plastic surgeons are doing, right? Yeah, just shooting cells in your body.
1: <laughs> the head can be twisted around how many times before coming off?
0: <laughs> Once.
1: Three and a half.
0: Ah, mother of what?
1: I mean, I'm sure the person dies before that, but then like three and a half times it like comes, actually can come off the body.
0: Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Kind of like a lemon off of a tree. You got about three twists just, before it just like
1: pops right off. Now every time I have a lemon tree, every time so do I, I. <laughs> pick a lemon off the tree, I'm going to picture that. Thank That's you. how I knew. Okay. Because, I mean. And I your lemons are like on steroids. Well appropriately. So. Happy New Year with that.
0: You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. We wish you all a happy New Year. We hope that if you're interested in hanging out with us a little bit more that you become a patron or just follow us on Insta or Twitter or whatever it is, that would help us out a lot. And if you want to leave a review on, you know, iTunes or Spotify, that would also really support us. So there's some free things you can do just to really help our show keep going and we look forward to 2023 and having lots more fun with the true crime and the horror so thank you so much for listening this has been an episode of terror talk my name is shannon
1: and i'm kathy sleep safe everyone